Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coleman, sitting once again in Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge in the heart of the Clempire with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, man. It's hey, great hey. to be here. Yeah, yeah. We got a crowd here. Yeah. We brought the, the guest brought uh, his own guests. Oh, so it's a, I can see that. Full it's house. Kind of crazy yeah, going yeah, nuts. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I love all these guys, man. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure you have. We'll get into that later. Sure. After a couple drinks, I'm right, sure right. the truth will come out that you really do love these men. Well, as as our guest said today, he said, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you're somewhere, you think you might want to get a little freaky, just remember. You can't unsuck a dick. I think I said that's uh, that is, that's, that's solid solid well, advice. That was when I asked. Yeah, that's the best advice my father ever gave me. <laughs> Just remember, and there's those nights in Paris where things get weird, and is you know, and you you think, you know, these days everybody thinks they can outthink <laughs> basic, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can't outrun that one. You can't outrun. Well, it. yeah, it's like free thinkers. You know, I work at this local college campus here, and they're all about free thinking, yeah. these kids. And I tell them all the time, shut the fuck up. Exactly. Yeah. You know? You should free the thinkers. Yeah. Free them. Exactly. You freed everybody else. Must get free them. So uh, so we had the big class show Hold on, last I just got to suck this dick. These mics, we're holding... Show? These are, by the way, everybody's Ooh. holding these mics to their mouth with these padded, like... Padded bra condoms on and talk about sucking dick immediately. Right. Well, I just. Oh, so you guys brought it up. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're the one wearing the, the cowboy is, hat. Uh, <laughs> As they say in Lafayette, you're a gay. You're a gay. <laughs> <laughs> you're a gay. Are you so, a uh, So you had a class show? The big what class show. I uh, was at uh, Chicky Walla oh, yes. uh, last night. Uh, uh, C- our guest, Cece Adcock, was, uh, was a performer on that. I, oh. I was in the house band. I. Speaking of sucking dicks, it was Steve Rahaj is now the new owner. Oh yes, our our other uh, our other silent <laughs> guest Wawa. here, Stephen Stephen Rahaj, uh, one of the, one of the owners. He's on a gag order. The, the consortium. Speaking of sucking dicks, uh, at, at, he's uh, on a gag order. <laughs> <laughs> okay, starting starting. Just coming in low tonight. Yeah, yeah. I remember the last time you were on the show, you weren't uh, this clever. <laughs> well, if you I recall, was, last time you, uh, Cece came on, you you, you were uh, you adopted sort of a foghorn leghorn uh, accent, which I was. I oh was, no, I'm an accent thief. I thought it's that a was sign weird. Of high right, intelligence. right from the start, I was like, "What is Cece doing? How long is he going to keep this up?" No, <laughs> it's good. It up I can. I can do it. Sometimes I'm just that guy. I like foghorn was my boy. Yeah, yeah. No, I love foghorn. I mean, but, I think uh, I do it better than Pepper Keenan. Okay. <laughs> hey, Pepper. Now, Foghorn was... That's the, oh, the, the rooster. Big rooster, yeah. yeah well, when right. your name's Adcock, baby, you, you, gotta, you got only a few I said, now, boy! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, boy! <laughs> yeah. And Yosemite Sam was too white, anymore. you know. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. It's all right. Me and Jason got our new band, speaking of chicken, two-piece white. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Going back to the gay themes. I, I get it. No, that's okay. a racial theme. Okay. It's a wing and a breast. Okay. Right, right. So you had a class show. I'm all out of breast. Yes, had, had, had the class show. Uh, you know, it's always a, a scramble, uh, you know, coming up to the thing is trying to handle all the music and invariably... Uh, somebody will say, "Oh, well, let's let's change the key of the song." We had somebody said, "Let's change the the key 
uh, from A to B flat. Uh, oh, for no. a class line, I thought, well, if you can sing it in B flat, it's, it's a. Well, you can wait, sing wait, wait. It in Let me talk know? about a couple things about this. So that that brings up first off, Joe Strummer, not Pavarotti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, was exactly right. Kind of yeah, more yeah, of a yeah. vocal stylist. Sure, you know, sure. Kinda, and so it doesn't matter if you can sing right, a right. class song; you can sing it in any key. I gotta say, it was a great night last night. But yeah. the only problem with it was is the two the two things that seem inconsistent to to the reality of the situation was that the clash kind of sucked <laughs> and y'all were really like the house band was too good y'all oh, were like, man, really those, tight those clash records are terrific man. I mean, they're great they, but yeah, they, yeah. they weren't that tight y'all were tighter than the clash I don't know okay well I appreciate and that and also well, give New Orleans rock. a bad it name it should be tight right yeah, yeah, yeah they were yeah, teenagers we're, yeah we got it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I got it and then, so yeah. the, but they were really the band last night was too tight I, I thought uh, okay well <laughs> We definitely in New Orleans. Had, had that's some, that's some, a rare uh, situation. Some some tales out at, at yeah, times. Yeah, you sounded but, really great, but well, sounded like you. the record, and that's, right wor- that's worrisome. It's, uh, well, it's, Joe, I remember being in the studio once when he was doing his solo, his first solo record. Mm-hmm. Joe told the bass player who was putting down his track, he said, "Lonnie, make it sound like it's coming from the other side of the mesa." Wow. He would say things like that. Some Mexican joke. I guess it's an so. Indian joke. And already say, Lonnie, make it sound like grapes. Wow. You know, and totally confused Lonnie. He quit the band. Yeah, Lonnie quit. Yeah. Lonnie it, Marshall, great bass player from LA. On, on, on that Joe Strummer solo record where you were sitting in on the sessions, uh-huh. he, uh, he did a Tommy McLean song, our good boy Tommy McLean. Oh, okay. On the Mescalero record, Joe did. Before I grow too old. Right, right, right. We and actually he, did that on the show last last year. Did you yeah, play did, that? Yeah, I did. Okay. We did play it, and, right. then, and he called it Silver and Gold. Uh huh. Joe Strummer writer. Oh jeez. Uh. <laughs> now, 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 I know Joe was all about civil liberties and making sure the the little guy won. Right. And, you know, not Tommy fought the law and did not win. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> but uh, we got that straight. I, I we gave a call to Joe's widow, Lou Strummer. And we, they, we got that figured out. Oh, nice! Got so me. now the money goes to Huey Mo, who stole, oh, okay. <laughs> stole all the time he's publishing. Oh, geez, well, he <laughs> needs it. Bobby yeah, Fuller. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, anyway. So, so made it through that. Uh, we're we're uh, the parades are starting full oh, force know, tomorrow night. I know. Uh, you're. I know you 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 plan on going to any of them, Manny? No. 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 <laughs> unless my wife drags me out, but I doubt she's not really in the mood this year. We really wanted to go out of town, but I don't think we are. Okay. You know, it's a little too late and stuff like that. So no, I'm not into the parades at all. Seen Seems like parade. politicians should go to all the parades. Yeah. Why? I mean, if you're running for mayor, you gotta, you gotta I keep hand running. Out. I, this is my fifth time running for mayor, and I haven't won yet. So, what's me going to a parade gonna help? Yeah, it's be just out so there. crowded to start, and half the people there here in Orleans Parish who go to the parades can't even vote for me because they're from the West Bank or the North Shore. Uh, uh, you know, they're out you know, of the parish. Yeah, they don't yeah. don't even live in this parish. Well, I, I saw that as I was talking about last week, where the the city said we're going to be proactive about yeah. uh, about. Uh, uh, keeping people from staking out Their, territory yeah, on the, yeah, the median yeah. on the neutral ground yeah. ahead of time, uh, they already have people doing it. Like yesterday or you know Monday for parades happening uh, on. You can Saturday. hire people to hold your space for you. Uh, you used to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, you, 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 what would stop you from doing that? Well, well I mean, you could do that. The people guy need to work. Money and just leave. You know, but are they enforcing it? Because I heard, I heard on Sunday's parade, there was some guy, just a guy 
who saw people like eight hours before the parade putting tarps down, and he just picked them he up. He was going and picking them up, yeah. right, right. Yeah, so I think that's kind of cool. Well, I, I saw that, and I, I, I agree. I, I like the sentiment. Now, I wonder if you have citizens uh, resorting to self-help like that, and then you have other citizens <laughs> who are disagreeing with that, you know, is they're going to have uh, Oh, there's going to be lots and, of shots fired. <laughs> yeah, uh, shots fired. There's, there's going to be lots of shots fired, which I'm all for. Why okay. not, you know? <laughs> You know, uh, keeping the brand out there. I'm just gonna. I'm just curious because Endemion, the big one, is in my neighborhood. Right. So I'm just curious at how they're gonna enforce that because those fucking people are fucking nuts about you know caution tape around their stuff. Oh yeah. They got the good throws. Yeah. You get some good stuff. I guess I don't know. I mean. Who needs beads? A bunch of Chinese beads. Right, right, right. (laughs) A lot of plastic. Yeah, just a lot of plastic. Plastic, and you know, a lot of those those beads, they have like lead in some of the paint, you know, and then the kids will be chewing on that stuff. It's no good, (laughs) man. Well, it's all part of the Chinese plan. Right, right. China has a plan, man. Lead does taste sweet, though. Isn't that the other thing, too? Last weekend, the flood we had on Saturday was because they have all the drains stopped up so the bees don't go down there. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some good thinking. (laughs) Well, and then the other thing... There's not going to be any rain during Mardi Gras season. Let's just go ahead and stop up all the drains. Yeah, yeah, they put those... uh, They're trying to save a couple of dolphins. We don't even have dolphins in the Gulf of Mexico, I don't think. Oh, those are dead a long time ago. Yeah, (laughs) those those turned into etouffee, like in the 70s. Well, the the thing about the the catch basins, I saw I had, you know, reports on that. Oh, my street flooded... And, and then they come around with the camera People and show love you the word basin around sh- here. show you the, uh, <laughs> the all the leaves piled up in front of the drain on the street and they're saying yeah the city's supposed to clean these out it's like well yeah the city is supposed to clean those out but if you lived in this house and that's your house there that's going to flood wouldn't you want to like get a rake and Break those into a garbage can, you know, so that drain in front of your house. But all those people are in drains. Aspen this week. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> thought, well, you got to use a little bit of self-help here, right, you know. Exactly. Anyway, anything else going on, Manny? Steve, what do you want to say about this? <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> Man of many words. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, it's, I it's did, the smartest I mean, one here. <laughs> hit everybody that moves. Hit them. <laughs> I'm all right, Coach. I walked it off. Well, I I did uh, run into uh, uh, Anne Marie Guidry from uh, from the Manny for Mayor movie. Oh yes. How is she doing? Uh, she seemed fine. She lives in your neighborhood, doesn't uh, she? Yeah, I actually. So, well, I saw her at a party in your neighborhood that, oh, really? that I went to. It's actually a. What are you doing in my neighborhood? Well, it's a, I tell w- you to keep w- out of my neighborhood. Will, I wasn't on your block. Will Sexton had a party at uh, at uh, this place that he was staying, and I went uh, over there, and and uh, so that's ran- a creepy motherfucker. Oh, yeah, I love Will's always been creepy, man. I've been knowing him since he was a kid. All those Sexton boys are creepy. Hang out with Bob Dylan. Creepy people. Uh, Well, uh, oh, speaking. So, was there creepy stuff going on at this party? um, No, not by the time I got there. It was it was pretty uh, pretty tame. But you uh, had already ejaculated, right? Well, I don't know. Don't get caught (laughs) at some point. Don't get caught jacking (laughs) at some point. So you and Anne Marie. But uh, well, so she's talking to me and she's saying, "Yeah, you know, Manny. I was asking Manny about getting a copy of the movie." I gave her one years ago. Oh, she lost it. She lost it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's why. I, no. And, and the last time you said no, there's no more copies. There is no more copies. <laughs> well, I actually found that I have a DVD copy. Well, of it, if you so. want to burn her a copy, you All can right. do 
Hashtag dicks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you have one of them. Oh, it was the, the, the mockumentary was know. called. <laughs> this is the gayest podcast. Uh, well, um, maybe we should get our guests in here, huh, Manny? I well, mean, they've already been well, in Well, maybe here. we can introduce yeah. them. Uh, yeah. let, me, let, me, let, me, let me do that. Start, it was forcible entry. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> was that consensual? <laughs> sure. He's talked We're to still b- here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no wonder like you it. have the name Adcock. <laughs> and stir. Maybe it's free cock. Dude. Okay, so uh, our minus cock. So we get, we got a, a our a, no cock. A whole a whole it's uh, all of that. A whole dance card full of great great uh, guests sitting with us here. First off, we have a uh, Grammy nominated guitar player, songwriter, <laughs> always, singer, always a bridesmaid, record, never a bride. record producer, recording artist, film <laughs> and TV composer. Produce me a margarita, uh, motherfucker. He's uh, he's he's uh, was uh, one of the founders of the Lafayette Supergroup, Lil Band of Gold. He's he spent the last few years uh, touring around and recording with uh, the great swamp pop legend Tommy McLean. Uh, he has his own band. Uh, as my as my Lafayette father Marquise. as my father often said another feather in my non-existent cap okay he's, he's also very uh very self-deprecating here he's the uh, one who also told you don't suck cock right no you don't, don't no, um, you can't suck. unsuck a he cock. didn't no, say not to uh, he just okay. said people I, I asked him if my cousin mitch was still gay and he said well you can't unsuck a cock <laughs> so without further ado the great mr cc adcock welcome cc hey thank you for having and, us here and he brought in tow his bass player the hilarious bass player hilarious. uh uh a luthier bass builder great guy jason burns welcome jason yeah thank you and again we have steven uh, rayage <laughs> over here now, you've and, been on the show right cc before I, I have been. you were like one of the early guests cc was back at uh, episode 58 on. yes in, in 2019 right way back there. episode 58 early that on. was at the, the <laughs> well, ring is, room this is 267 this show right here wow it that was, was pre covid yeah yeah it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was i remember cuz we were at a swimming pool <laughs> yeah that's right with that's no right. masks on <laughs> No pants on, <laughs> but uh, CC. But did he had scuba a, fins. Did on have a life, for some life preserver on. I did. Yeah, have a life preserver. One of those round life preservers. Those are just his tits. <laughs> <laughs> now it's now he wears now wear a hoodie. So uh, you know, I've been trying to get you back on for a while. Um, tell us about uh, all the stuff that's going on with Tommy McLean. Well, first, give us a little bit of background on who Tommy McLean is. Tommy McLean, great uh, blue-eyed soul singer, swamp pop singer from. Uh, South Louisiana had his big hits in the in the sixties, Sweet Dreams, Before I Grow Too Old, wrote a bunch of big hits for Freddie Fender, was in that crazy Cajun Huey Mo stable. He had to disassociate himself from that when Huey Mo became Huey Mo Lester and went to prison <laughs> for them little children. Right. Um and Tommy's just one of those great, you know, he's just an amazing he's got those one of a kind you know, some people, especially in Louisiana, there's people who have a one-of-a-kind voice. You know, there's a lot of people who can sing, right? And a lot of people who are soulful and are, you know can blow you away. But there's a few people that got the special. They got a weird little thing. A little yeah, fairy dust in it, and and Tommy's got that. So he's a great songwriter. So we made a record on him a couple of years ago. After 40 years, he made a new record, and the record did well. And your friend Elvis Costello wrote a couple of songs with us, and Nick nice. Lowe, another good bass player. Nice, Speaking nice. Speaking about bass, bass, World. bass people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bass people. <laughs> Boss Claus. Um, yeah. So that was I ran down every dream. Yep, the, we had a record. I ran down every dream. We're making another record. Tommy's had a. We took him on the road. We went to Europe and Australia, and we went on cruises and. 
we played on late night shows and he kept having strokes and every time he'd have a stroke he'd come back stronger with better songs wow <laughs> okay so uh we he's up in uh he's up in a Vols parish genius. and uh, stroke a genius stroke a genius yeah there you go uh stroke it um clans called it clans called it clans called it uh so yeah we got new records coming out tommy's doing well how old is Tommy? Tommy's 85. He's at the Avoros Parish uh, Senior Center. Uh, old folks home. We rehearse in the rec room. Oh. Uh, where they rehab lots of little machines with pulleys and things. And everybody pulls their wheelchair up. And Tommy, it's amazing, man. He's We we check him out of there on Friday nights to go play New Year's Eve gigs in New Orleans. And yeah. It's a, that, that bit's a hard because it's like a zombie apocalypse. Like everybody's rolling out their chairs like, take me Right. right. Now, do you think he'd like to be on this show? Uh, he, he, Tommy, way more so than even myself, if you can imagine, loves to talk. Now, does about he himself. talk about cock like you? <laughs> uh, he talks about Clay. Clay. <laughs> He's McLean, and I'm at cock. Okay. <laughs> He's, he talks a lot about Clay. Okay. Which in the old days was a code word for pussy. Oh, all right. Clay. I did not know. Got that. up in no, that Clay no, last night. Never heard that one. Matt Clay is an Irish. I didn't little, know that. Little iron pour. I'm gonna use that. Little get a little clang. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna adopt that one, Jason. <laughs> Tommy's doing good. Tommy nice. will be in town. We're gonna be doing some shows at Just I think the best show ever. Again, this is fascinating. That keeps coming back around to the people at the table. But Steve Rahaj has that little chicky wah wah club. Right. And wah wah. <laughs> and uh place is really coming into its own under your uh, under your uh, your your supervision. It seems like yeah, it's got you get paid. You actually get paid in a check. You got to cash it a few. Sounds days later. good. They, they ask got you to a, hold it. Got a sound man there. They ask you, to hold it. you know, it's uh, they got a sound yeah, man. A Do you Japanese have a kitchen key. at this place? No kitchen. Or a food truck outside. I, yeah, sometimes. yeah. You get Brandon to boil some shrimp. Man. You get Brandon to do barbecue shrimp sometimes outside. Uh, now, Brandon, our now, little shishun will make a because gumbo. Because you have like outdoor seating. You have tables outside, don't you? Just kind of a little breezeway out there. Yeah. Now, I got to compliment you. A friend of mine who's not in the music business just came to the show last night, and on the break, he was, we were talking about uh, you know, the state of Chickiwawa, and he was saying, man, everybody that works here is so nice and friendly, and you know, that's, that's often not that way going, going to uh, nightclubs, you know? but he, he, it was remarkable enough to where he mentioned it. So He's a good team captain. Pass. I think he was in a different club. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think he was talking about Stanton Stan Moore and then Boy, Ben Elman and the oh, boys at well, Tipitina's. Those guys are nice, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are nice guys. Those guys are really nice. <laughs> those guys. Stanton will never play Isn't in a club. Isn't your place basically a front for something else? <laughs> I mean, ever since it was the bus stop. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, let me tell you, this is true. This is some good shit. This is perfect for this podcast. Chicky Wawa, that building used to be the Canal Street bus stop. And we were making record. Remember, remember Egyptian Room? Yeah. Where the new Hilton is above Luke. Uh huh. 333 St. Charles. Right. We made records there in the, in the 90s. And it was a great room. And, and Cash Money would use it. So we'd use mm -hmm. it when they weren't using it before yeah, they got Iguanas, their big payday. Iguanas did a, a record over there. Juven, that's where Back That Ass Up was made. And uh -huh. Juvie made, uh, that's where everybody was made. Hot Boy Ronald, all this stuff. Anyway, they, we'd hang around and wait for them to be finished to work when they were off. Mm -hmm. Because they were the best paying client at right. the time compared to me and Steve Riley and the Mamu Playboys. Uh -huh. <laughs> no. And 
they took me out one night. They they had me sing on a record. They asked me to talk one time. They said, can you be on a record? I thought they wanted me to play guitar. They said, we just want you to count. Can you count to 10? And so I went, yeah, one, two. They're like, no, do it like super white boy. And I was like, I was like, one, two. No, no, like, so I went, one, two, three. <laughs> and so on some, on some Hot Boys record, you hear me sampled over and over going, five, five, five. <laughs> anyway, after that session, they took me out. They said, we got to go. You're going to like this place. And they went to the Canal Street bus stop. And I remember because I took John Cleary with me that night. I called John Cleary because I knew he was all into, you know, risky behavior. Mm -hmm. And I said, dude, I got the real shit, dude. These rapper guys, we got to go. Come on. You, you, this, is all, this is your kind of thing. This is the real shit. This is the real right. New Orleans funky yeah. thing. This is what you're all about. This is absolute gentleman stuff. Uh -huh. We go to the Canal Street bus stop. As we walk in the front door... There, you know, people are handing over AK-47s and shit. And then... <laughs> to the doorman? Or? Yeah, they, they had like a box of AKs. this for me. Yeah, like, and, a, it's and, like umbrellas. But meanwhile, there's all these people just w filtering in through the back. So I don't even know whether the front door checked. And all I can tell you is it was pitch black dark. And they had... It was Wednesday night at Canal Street bus stop at your place. At the Chicky Wawa. Back in the old... And they had all these girls naked. Mm. On tables. And all the it seemed to be being run the by these girls. Uh, <laughs> it was no, they were every bit of them defined woman, okay. and um, and womanhood. They they had apparently some other women that were running it. I guess these sort of female uh, pimps. I wouldn't call them pimps. They were uh, curators of local artistic Talent. dancing. <laughs> okay. But yes, there was some badass refrigerator size. Chicks in there that were running moly. the show. Oh wow! And I remember John was up against the bar, and I and we were all standing up against the bar because we were kind of scared, kind of white boy scared. And mm -hmm. then I saw this light flashing on the ceiling. I couldn't figure out what it was, and I went over to one of the tables. They were just dancing on tables, and there was some New Orleans police in uniform sitting around this table. And there's a girl on her back, and they had taken out one of those police flashlights. Oh, jeez. And that's why there was this flashing going on on the ceiling. Oh. It was, it was, that's, that's okay. the first time I ever went to that address, which is now a place that we make really lovely music. And All right. Do really sweet things. And by the way, a good segue here. Okay. The best show I think y'all booked thus far is going to be May 2nd. The great Dan Penn. Oh, yeah. Spooner Oldham. Yes. Tom McLean and I. Nice. And there's a band called the Rolling Stones playing earlier uh -huh. at the festival. So, a day of song. Nice. They have good songs in this time. Nice. Nice. Now, did your class show have a light show like he's talking about? Um, no. No? Y'all got to start doing that, Steve. Bring back the light show. <laughs> you might want to use smaller instruments. Yeah, if you oh. get a license from Manny, you get a little. Well, you got to talk into the mic, Steve. If you're gonna, if you're yeah, gonna, if we're gonna talk. hear what you're saying. Steve played <laughs> professional football. He don't always <laughs> took, uh, took a, a lot of. You Manny played pro ball, right there. An illustrious, you know. Yeah, no, he's, he played in the NFL. What team? The New York Giants. Oh yeah, what was the position you played? Safety. What was your name again? What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> Manny Shepard. 
You gotta talk. You gotta put the mic to your mouth. Can we get this guy a helmet? Put me in coach. Okay, if you're Manny Chevrolet, then you probably got cut during training camp. Uh, it was a little bit after training camp. Uh, okay, all right. Well, New York Giant. Okay, cool. He played with LT. He has some good stories. Oh, I bet. Big LSU so you did a lot of coke with LT? Stop. As your lawyer? <laughs> yeah. I don't have to answer any of these questions. You were free safety, right? Yes. Okay, I got you. I got you. But more importantly... Are you a Super Bowl winner? I got cut by then, yeah. But oh, okay. I'm sorry. And where'd you go to school? LSU. Oh, okay. A, you, can't buy, you can't buy dinner around Steve Rahosh in Baton Rouge to this day. People just tripping over themselves trying to pick up the tab. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've bought plenty of dinners. <laughs> well, you know, CC. last time I, I ran into you uh, a few months ago, the iguanas played there at the art museum oh, yeah. in, in Lafayette. Those assholes. Uh, and you, you took us out to dinner. We went to La Fonda. That was, that was a, a lovely dinner, and you, you regaled us with, with stories. On the, on the way in, I was asking you about this movie that I had just recently seen, this uh, 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 William Friedkin movie that was shot in New Orleans, Killer Joe. Killer Joe. And I watched the whole thing at the end. They're running credits, and it's uh, music supervisor C.C. Adcock. I'm like, did, holy cow. So, did the music for Billy Friedkin's. Well, t tell us about that. That's uh, you. You started to tell me a story in the parking lot, and then you kind of dropped it because we. Uh... I, I mean, that was a. I, I. I work with Jack Nietzsche, the great producer and, sure. and composer, and Nietzsche had done um, a bunch of the big freaking films, a couple of the big ones, and um, he didn't do To Live and Die in L.A. <laughs> that, that, that was Wang Chung. Great movie. Hey, but, okay. <laughs> Nietzsche did all the other ones, uh -huh. and then Wang Chung. So I figured if Wang Chung can get in there, yeah. <laughs> I had a shot. Right, right. I do like Wang Chung. Um, dance all days. But, um, oh, thank you for the drink. Um, but yeah, we did the music for that. Billy fancied himself a big gangster. He just passed away last year. Yeah. Um, but he was... He was the last of the old school Hollywood Yeah, he was a... Man. I mean, I got to say, I'm gonna not, I mean, these days you can just say anything. He was a bit of a blowhard. He was a genius. He was cool. But no, like, he, he kept a loaded gun on the desk in an editing suite in West Hollywood. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been to the fucking Canal Street bus stop. <laughs> like, you ain't fucking with me. Right. You know. He didn't so have the, a light show, though. Did yeah, I did. There was no light show. Yeah. And, and well, he was, he was the last of that era where directors would... Bully the actors. He was. He made like me that. very uncomfortable, and that's hard to do. He. Yeah. There was a, the the producer on the show. The producer was this Frenchman, and he would just call him all these racial slurs, and yeah. was super un PC. It was right before cancellation and Me Too and all that, and 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 Billy would really go for it, but, I, all I knew was that Billy had made cool shit, and the producer. I didn't know what the fuck he had done, so uh -huh. I'm just going to go ahead and back Billy. Sure. And at the end of the day, it cost me getting ass hurt pretty bad on that, and the producer ended up <laughs> fucking me pretty hard oh, okay. for picking the wrong team oh. um, because they signed the checks. But it was cool to work with Billy, and he was cool. I turned a great story about Billy is I turned him on to stroking. We're, again, it's just like all synchronistic tonight. Uh -huh. We were talking about stroking and jacking. Can't help it. <laughs> it comes back to cock. Um, but... Uh, I, I, I turned Billy on a stroke. There was this fight scene, and he wanted to be the most gnarly, you know, Billy. It's going to be the most fucked up. Fucking, I want to fucking just 
three minutes of brutal beating. Yeah, man, there's there's some shocking that stuff in wanted, that movie. He was man. trying to be shocking. I was like, well, you want to make it shocking? He's like, what are you gonna do here for me, kid? I want, what music are you gonna put? You know, how are you gonna match uh-huh. the intensity of this fight scene? It's like, dude, I got it. Stroking by Clarence Carter the whole time these rednecks are beating each other up. You just got I'd be stroking, <laughs> and it works so great. And he loved it, so I had to get Clarence. I had to go find out how to buy the song. You know, to get the song, license a song in a mm-hmm. movie from Clarence. And so I looked it up and did due diligence, and I got the number for Clarence's attorney, and I call up the number. It's in Atlanta area code. And I hear, hello. <laughs> and it's fucking it's Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. Hi, uh, I'm calling from Hollywood. Uh, my name is CC Eckock. I'm calling to inquire about licensing stroking for a movie. Uh, I'm, I'm Mr. Claire, I'm Mr. Thomas's attorney. <laughs> Fucking yes. And this went on for several phone calls over several weeks of negotiating the fee for this thing. Where I, and finally I was like, um, I said, Clarence, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a, Clarence is in the next room. Clarence is in the, I keep, I, I, he's, he's already given me the right of way to do this. So it was so cool. And I reminded him that I played. I was always a massive Clarence Carter fan, obviously. I mean, just the best. That, that cat's the best. Guitar player, songwriter, singer, record producer, everything. He's the guy. But we had played gigs with him at Buckwheat Zydeco when I was in Buckwheat Zydeco. So we had played a gig specifically at Evangeline Downs Racetrack. And I hung out with him, and I reminded him of that, doing it. And he remembered. He remembered seeing me. He goes, I remember your face. Oh, nice. <laughs> he was blind. <laughs> Clarence Carter. That was my big uh, killer Joe story. I got Clarence Carter. In that was that movie. one of Freakin's last films? Yeah, I think it was the last one. They, his wife was the head of the movie. Co- I think that's why he got to make that or something. Because the last thing he actually ever did was he directed an opera in Italy. Mm. You know about that? He was going off to do that after yeah. he was working on that as we were finishing yeah. up Killer Joe. Yeah, and I I would love to see what that opera turned out to be. Well, apparently it has stroke in stroke it. Stroke in. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 had a lot of cock in it. I fell, too, I fell in love with that. Yeah, yeah. That was the beginning of the reconnaissance. I'd like to, you know, I think personally I had a lot to do with Matthew not doing chick flicks anymore. Marley and me and Right, right. Before me, he was like co-starring with dogs and Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He started getting <laughs> some of the cast from friends. He started getting edgy. He started getting edgy. Right, right. Well, you know that there's a great documentary. He'd be he, 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 I'll bet. Um, there's a great in front of a mirror looking at himself. It's a great Friedkin documentary that came out. Uh, he was interviewed extensively, in it. he's talking about his process. And one thing I, he's he talks about how uh, he he doesn't want to do more than one take of anything. He said, "I rehearse everybody. I block it out." I have all the everything you know uh, uh, planned, and then I run the scene, and I get it. And he goes, mm. and if it's if it's not exactly right, if there's something, I guess nobody's gonna notice that. <laughs> you know, because, well. because it's just a, we're just making a movie here. It's not. <laughs> he was famous for Nietzsche. Told me that he would, you know, he'd throw composers would bring their scores, and he would throw them out the window onto the freeway. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you know, he was nasty. You know. Cruisin' was a really great movie that Jack did. Cruisin' and Freakin'. I, 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 I mean, did Jack that and movie. did Cruisin'. Yeah, yeah. You I'm know, sure you did. Had, the best line in that movie. Speaking uh, of cocks be, and be, shit. Best line in the movie. It's Pacino squaring up with this guy, and he goes, hips or lips? 
Uh, <laughs> you seem like you watched that too many times. Right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, I saw it. I only saw it once. Your mom and dad what named color you. What bandana always, do you have in your back pocket? I only saw it once. It's bad enough. Your mom and dad named you Renee. Oh, that's my grandfather's name <laughs> and my father's name. I think their names are Rennie. Well, uh, you're more of a Renee. Well, you were you were uh, bringing up uh, Jack Nietzsche. How did, I, I can't recall. How did you ever meet Jack Nietzsche? How did how did that association uh, start? He sold him heroin. <laughs> God damn. Now, you know, I did see Jack Nietzsche show up on the show Cops. Uh, Jack was on face down on Hollywood uh, Boulevard. And I, I met his daughter one time after that at the House of Blues, and, and so I was introduced as this is Jack Nietzsche's daughter. I was like, oh, yeah. Jack you know, didn't big, have a daughter. He only has one son, Jack Jr. Oh, huh, well, I don't know who yeah, this was. That was in drag or something. <laughs> I got introduced to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe his niece or something. I don't know. You know, the, yeah, speaking of, of Billy Freakin, though, his, Billy, the, the dude who wrote The Exorcist, his son lives in New Orleans. Hmm. I always ran into him. Blatty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blatty. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that Freakin wanted Jackie Gleason instead of uh, Gene Hackman for The French Connection? I, I don't know anything about movies. Oh, you don't? I'm not, I'm not a big movie. Oh, uh, okay. Guy. I don't well, know any history that's, about movies. That's, that's the story. Wow. He wanted wow. Jackie Gleason. Gleason to the moon. instead of Popeye Doyle. For Popeye Doyle, dude. I mean, well, Gleason plays a good heavy, you know. I mean, I mean, so. I like was Jack Gleason in that movie that was filmed in Baton Rouge? What was it? Him and Richard Pryor. What was it? Hmm. There was that oh, movie in the Baton Rouge. Toy. The, the yeah, Toy. That's cool. That was movie. filmed in Baton. That, that was, was Baton Rouge. Really? Yeah. Baton Rouge, as we say. And that little kid turned out to be a porn star. That's exactly no. right. Yeah. 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 It keeps coming back. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Baton so, Rouge will turn you out, but Nietzsche. Was, I don't know. Yeah, Nietzsche yeah. was. Me and Jason got to work with Nietzsche at King at uh, at Egyptian Room. We oh, okay. cut a big song called "Stealing All Day." It was right, a big right. song for me. Mm -hmm. You know, in our worlds, over five thousand sold is a big song. Sure, sure. No, and, uh, I know the song. And uh, we cut that at Steel, uh, we cut that at Egyptian Room. Jason, remember we Nietzsche? Uh, Nietzsche was dressed in a mariachi outfit with a full shit. Indian headdress. How so? <laughs> He was into five four time Nietzsche, you know, because he was a, he was a genius uh, level sure, composer sure. who was also Nietzsche was kind of like what'd you say? He's like he was like Mozart meets Fred Sanford. He was kind of like both <laughs> of those dudes in one. And he was into five four time. If you listen to if you listen to um, Satisfaction, which mm -hmm. he had a ha heavy hand in producing, it you know pump pump ka 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 pump. The the throughout the whole song the tambourine bits are in five four times so one one two three one two three four five one two three four five one two three four five and that kind of makes that's kind of one of the hooks of that song and so he tried to infuse a five four stop and that stealing remember that and he was out there trying to conduct us and he was on that he was getting into it though he was like really excited and he was jumping around and flying around the room no but remember yeah. he was on that he was on like that cart that they had for yeah but then he was like and he ate shit yeah then he just ate shit so and he was hard. old we thought we were gonna take it uh oh he fell off the cart and then we almost stopped the take it ended up being the one on the record but we you can and if you i mean you can kind of hear it and the thing you hear like there's oh, this break God. <laughs> you hear this break and then you just hear, you hear Nietzsche eating shit. Oh. With reverb. <laughs> <laughs> with, with wall of sound. With the wall of it sound. It was a wall of shit eating going on in that fucking record. Right, right. Well, but he kept going, too, when he hit the floor. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he was laying on his back going, go, go. Really he's still alive? Oh, yeah, he was still alive. That, that, on no, that not now. He's not on that no, trip, yeah, he was staying at the Bienville house. He was keeping the Bienville house because Barbara McElhenney had gone to school with her. 
It was the Pasco girls. Mm-hmm. And she was running the Bienville House, the head of sales there, right out of college. And I was making records and still keeping up with your friends from high school. Right, right. Trying to impress her sure. that I had like this junkie dressed like an Indian staying at her hotel that was had worked with the Rolling Stones and and he set and he of course he had a little uh, mishap that's common in in that world right where he lit the mattress on fire fell asleep with the sure cigarette sure. it happens and, yeah and, oh, and, and, oh, I and remember that, that? he yeah, lit yeah. the he lit the Bienville house on fire good uh, times <laughs> so we had to start staying over at the Montreal. <laughs> the Motel Six. <laughs> That's where Al Copeland's plays out in Fat City. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You were telling us uh, that that you're involved in this new Roadhouse remake. Oh uh, yeah, I've gone from, I mean, as these cr- career trajectories go, just down. Well, I don't know. You know. So you know, it's a. You start out working with freaking, but no, I actually, honored to work with Doug Lyman. He's a cool, an amazing director. And he, we just did the music for Roadhouse. Remember that old Patrick? The one of, yeah. one Patrick of Manny's Cleasy. favorite movies. I man. love that film. I've never a seen lot of people original. love that film. Uh, you like that film? I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess uh, what's his name? Your friend in your band, um, Loose Cattle. What's his name? Michael Joe. Service. Yeah, he loves that movie too. It's it's I, a it's a. A, a movie that uh, people still have a, a warm, you know. There's I a lot of it. weird stuff about it. Ben Gazar is in it, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I just love it because like an argument Sam turns Elliott. into a fist fight, then the fist fight turns into a knife fight, then the knife fight turns into a gun fight, and then people start getting killed and beating the shit out of. And it's just, it's just one of those movies that it's so bad it's good. That's that's our. I, I think we're gonna be able to keep that reputation. Oh though. yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I haven't seen the film, but are you? We did, in or yeah, we, we're at me and Jason and Tommy McLean. We're all in the Marquis. Remember oh, okay. Jeff Healy, the blind yeah, guitar player right. from Canada, was yeah. in the room. And so I kind of do his bit. Okay. It's actually very Louisiana. I do his bit. Um, Is Sam Elliott in it? No. Oh. Uh, Jake alive. Gyllenhaal and the bad guy is this Conor McGregor, this right? creepy oh, guy from f- from Ireland, right, yeah, former uh, oh, two two time champion. Yeah, uh, the UFC. I'm trying to talk as much Bob shit about really. this guy because if he hey. hits me at the premiere, all of y'all are getting paid. Sure. Okay. Hey, listen Thank to this, man. It, the the first second we met him, we're doing a rehearsal <laughs> on the set on the on this little stage I had there, and he's you know all roided out running around the thing without a shirt on and, and, and they introduce they introduce us Coke and we're and all like oh man that's fuck that's Conor oh, yeah. McGregor right and CC doesn't even blink he just goes hi I'm CC Adcock yeah. I'm from Lafayette Louisiana that's not the way the whole band just looks at each other like oh what the fuck is about to happen right Dude, now Dustin Poirier beat, beat ended uh, his career Connor, right. yeah twice, and then it took like it took a couple of seconds for that little gerbil to catch up on the wheel in his head <laughs> but it clicked and he had a golf club in his hand and just right at his head I can't that was as close as I've ever come to being a multi multi million and then he didn't even flinch or anything because there was like chicken wire plus he just wanted to get hit and get 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 a payout from dude it was the best idea I had well I never know last last December that Connor guy uh, was uh 
part of the halftime show to Miami Heat basketball. Oh, we know. Yeah, you, you we know, know all that about dude, it. Don't ruin you the bring damn movie. Shit. Tell us about it. No, I don't know about this. No, he, he, tell he, us about he, gets, he gets brought up on rape charges weekly. Oh, and, and And... Again, I don't know. That man, he seems like a family man. Probably people just trying He's to get in his good pocket. Guy. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> nothing about it. I, I think if you're on steroids, your dick don't even work really. But but at the end of the day, that kept the movie from coming out, which in turn uh, went into the writer's strike. And then uh, the whole thing went on pause. We were on the one yard line getting ready. We were supposed to make this money last year. Oh, so we're fucking broke. Yeah, fuck. and, and it, Connor McGregor's a bad choice and fucked up my. <laughs> well, wait a minute. You fucked up my annual eight. income. <laughs> it really. It, Jason dipped beneath the $15,000 a year line. <laughs> So, who's playing the Patrick Swayze character? Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Yeah. And then who's the love interest? I don't know. Okay. I forget. But anyway, and, and a famous actor. Gregor is the ben bad guy. He's, He's the, the Ben Gazzara character from the original. Movie. I didn't see the original, but and it's all about you. Have, Do you I mean, play John Doe's character? No, I play basically Jeff Healy, oh, except okay. I I don't trip over my shit when I leave the stage. <laughs> right, right, right. You know where the stairs are. I know. Where, well, uh, so Jason jumps off the fucking thing and hits people with his base. They made a rubber base. Oh, you no gotta get shit. a rubber base. Uh, well, he, maybe Jason can make me a rubber. But base. These these microphone things are like base rubber. Right, right. Well, you know, uh, I'm loving this where we are, where, where the story is going. Have we gone but, over time? But, uh, no, no, no. We're going to take uh, a break. We always take a little break, so I think it's about that time. Yeah, we're going to take a break. The troubled nation knows the drill. Steve so. Rayage is going to buy us all around round of drinks. Ah, with that chicky wah, 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 money. Yeah. All right. See, we'll be right back. My mama says, son, you can't hold a job. You better buy a gun and go out and run. Get yourself a guitar and learn how to play. Yeah, that rock and roll life's stealing our patients in with Mr. Manny <laughs> Chevrolet. I am Renee Coleman, back with our multiple guests, CeCe Adcock, Jason Burns, and Stephen Rahage. You know, we are still uh, in a, 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 a listener-sponsored uh, operation here, and, uh, you know, we, we have the, the PayPal link and the, the Venmo link and the yes. show notes of, of every show, yes. and we have a Patreon page with uh, people who are supporting us week in and week out, and then... 
uh, maybe right before Christmas, we had a, a, a guy send us a letter here at the bar. Oh, had yeah, uh, yeah. had some some uh, little handmade uh, oh, yeah. scenes for yeah. me and Manny, a couple yeah. of postcards for us, yeah. and two crisp twenty dollar bills for me and ten dollar bills, ten dollar yeah. bills to uh, to uh, to buy ourselves some drinks. So I show up at the at the at the uh, Christmas club tonight, and there's a letter waiting for me. Uh, Renee Coman, care of Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge, and I open it and it says, uh, Renee. I know we have met in the past and have a few mutual music pals. I play guitar and live in the D.C. area. And I'm a real estate agent as my main paying gig, but about a year ago I started playing with some guys three times a month. It's an hour drive away. Been listening to the podcast and love it. At first, Manny's irreverence and attitude was suspect. <laughs> Not that he gives a shit, but now I love it all. The Jimmy V and Ray Moore podcasts were so cool. I feel compelled, better late than never, to support and buy you boys around. Oh. Keep up the great work. Drink up, fellas. So you put a check in there. It says, drink up, fellas. Hope to see you in New Orleans or the next trip to D.C. area. And I've always wanted to write a letter to a guy at a bar. Signed, Dino Jonas. So shout out to Dino. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dino. Writing a letter I know, I know. I yeah, mean, it's, it's cool that, that, that he actually, it's a physical thing that's sitting in your hand right now. Yeah, no, I yeah. love it. I, 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 it's I, way I, better than like advertising for some ball shaver fucking <laughs> company. You know right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so I have better. a sneaking suspicion that that's your old bandmate, Derek Houston, trying to get back in touch with you. When <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said the thing about a real estate agent in D.C. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it kind of seemed like a Derek Houston. Uh, yeah, thing. except it's the, the check part that I... That I Derek that, might that, be a bot. He that, might be a bot. Oh, no. Come on. I mean, but, a check, uh, too. I mean, that's a thing you don't see much anymore. Oh, you'll right? be getting one at the end of this run, but you got to hold on to it for a second. Oh, right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you just don't, don't cash it right Every away. Every time I bring those $4 checks, they're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> got a bad right. cord there, what I guess. What are you doing with that? Uh, it's like getting those residual checks for a film you did 20 years oh, yeah. ago for like, you know, a dollar eight. Exactly. You know. Which, there's been days when you're happy to have it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Damn, that's a taco at Taco Bell, man. Yeah. Seventy-nine suits. I go get a bunch. I go make some of that hot sauce soup. Right. <laughs> hot water. Just get some ramen and some Taco Bell hot oh, sauce. Yeah, today's a good day. Well, it's so than you know, Don's gumbo. So you can support the Troubleman podcast through the uh, those those uh, links, uh, or you can send uh, correspondence straight to uh, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. Here, I'll even read the uh, some checks. The, uh, the yeah, you can look it Derek up. Uh, write you a check. Yeah, we're. Uh, we're at 7612 Oak Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. Seven zero one. Derek using to get Dwayne Dupsey to write Derek a check, and then Derek. Can but write uh, beyond that, follow us on social media: Instagram, Facebook. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Give us five stars. Cost you nothing. Helps us a lot. Uh, keep your eye out. I'm going out uh, with the iguanas at the end of March, beginning of April with, with the great Sonny Landreth. Sonny Landry. Okay, and and doing a whole maybe uh, two and a half weeks in the Midwest, and then uh, we're coming back for festival season in New Orleans, and then we're going back out in in May into the Northeast. So. All you Iguanas and Sonny Landreth fans, uh, keep your eyes out for those dates. You can uh, find those all at iguanas.com. Back to our guest, Mr. C.C. Adcock. So you were talking about uh, being on the, uh, the, uh, the Roadhouse 
set with a with a roided out uh, Conor McGregor. Now I noticed that Conor recently he's uh, looks like he's got some face work going on too. You know, it's, dude, I don't I don't follow uh, Conor McGregor. Got the uh, got. If he ever messes with me, where did they some face film work. this? <laughs> where was this filmed? Uh, is you know it's funny we read the script and. This is a little good anecdote. We read the script, and it was like, oh, it's a tiki-style bar on the beach in the white trash panhandle of Florida. And I was like, Spinnakers? <laughs> and I was like, played there. Yeah. Like, and the director's like, really? That's, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. But they cheated. Um, they, we, we went down to Dominican Republic, oh, really? which is equally as shitty. Oh, and fuck we, the Dominican. It's a horrible. Like, it's the worst Caribbean I've ever been in. Yeah, it's a horrible. It was shitty down there. See People the shit were, that washed up on the beach and that fucking I mean, place, the, be- the beach like, is just toilet water. The people were self plastic bags and, and they think they're better than the Haitians. I know, dude. I was like, just cross that mountain and get cool. They actually yeah. know they're not that. They're just like, yeah, they, we suck. <laughs> you know what happens? <laughs> they're like super. By they're like East Texan white people as Caribbean. You know, soul brothers. It's like it's fucked up. So it's like, Conor dude, you're McGregor a... fit right in. I w- we weren't hanging. I don't think he fits in anywhere. Uh, dude, uh, he seems a little uncomfortable in his skin. No, I hate the Dominican Republic. I love everything in the world except the Dominicans. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> you know, you got Tommy McLean, eighty-four years old, on set. We're working all night from sundown to sunup. And is on the set. How's, how's Tommy's stamina for all that? Oh uh, well, dude. I mean, that that dude. If he's on a night. stage. His stamina's fine. Yeah, He'll be yeah, up yeah. there for like <laughs> nine thousand hours. If there's stars yeah. to take picture, I want a picture. Let's get a picture with the stars. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Hollywood. It was the downtime that killed him. <laughs> yeah, sure. He but, wanted to. He wanted to. So this remake sounds though like it, they probably have a couple of cameos from some famous people. Are there any cameos? Well, Jason and I and Tommy. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm talking famous people. Acadiana's <laughs> <laughs> least wanted. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's uh, uh, our music's in it. Post Malone's in it. It's actually a good Louisiana thing. The Doopsy Boys are in it. Right. Speaking of your boy Derek Houston. He's still got better hair than me and Jason. That's what fucking pisses me off. That's why I'm angry. He's, Derek, got, better, he's got better hair than me he, and Jason. You know, it's crazy, too, because when he, like, the way it looks when he doesn't have, uh, like, the, the Murrays in it, it, it looks like a uh, Sears uh, photo, you know, like the Sears photo, but yeah, yeah. like a bowl cut, yeah, you know? Yeah, right. But then he put, pull, puts the Murrays in, and it becomes oh, that beautiful I pompadour. because he uses Murray's, man. Murray's is the shit. Well, he's got the lifetime supply. One can of Murray's last year, your lifetime. I still have my one can of Murray's that I, uh, that I Jason got. Burns, we should do a little promo here. Jason Burns has a company for all you other bass players out there. And I saw your bass last night. It's getting worn a little threadbare. <laughs> and, and, oh, my Sadowski. And your mom and dad need, your mom and dad need, Christmas is coming yeah. up. And CC, they, so I'm playing a gig and CC's on the side stage. He goes, tell your mom to buy you a new bass. I mean, it's time. <laughs> you need a little something new under the Christmas tree. But Jason's Jason, got a great bass company. What, what is the company now? You, one time you had King. Is that it's s- called Blaskolt now. Okay, right. And he makes these great pedals out of, and he puts them in Murray's cans. He's got all these crazy secret electronics. So, uh, I hooked up with the dude at Murray's, the fan, the old family, I guess he's the heir of Murray's, right? And um, I told him what I wanted to do. I wanted to make a pedal. It sounded greasy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, great. What do you need? I'm like, like, because I, I wanted to have the pedals come with a can of Murray's and a comb. Mm. So it's a complete kit. 
You could sound good. The marketing good. Rock, Rockabilly, Rockabilly right? kit, yeah. And man, he sent. I got. So come with a stripper girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Um, I got like a two or three cases of Mur. I mean, like forty thousand lifetimes of Murrays. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I just give them out now, because he sent me a bunch of full cans, and then he sent me all the uh, empty ones so we could put the pedals. Uh huh. Cool. The pedals sound great. But hey, yeah, if anybody yeah. needs Murray, send a check to this <laughs> podcast, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll hook you up. <laughs> Derek Houston, if you're out there listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a, one yeah, yeah. can last your lifetime, I'm telling you. Um, well, so you so you were saying now uh, uh, your your company is based in London, huh? Yeah, but, but yeah. But you're you're from Menden, right? I'm from Menden. You're the only person I know from Menden, <laughs> Menden, <laughs> Louisiana. Menden, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Brian Dunmire's from Menden. Brian Dunmire, he's got credentials. Yeah, yeah. Jason almost got a tattoo one time. I had to talk him out of it. He's got some bad tattoos. Who? Oh Wait, yeah, Menden. What do you got to say, Ray Hodge? I'm saying good football teams. Oh, what? good football! Oh, man, our our high school did not fuck around. Now, where's no, no. Menden? Menden's like it's like thirty minutes from Shreveport. Oh, in okay, Shreveport and Ruston. Oh, way up there, right in the middle. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Jason want to get. It's basically, basically East East Texas. Texas. the first yeah. season. Right. Yeah, <laughs> except weirder. Now, oh. did you vote? Did you root for the Cowboys? Uh, when you were a kid, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's I a did. Cowboy country. You ain't no jock, bro. I, I like some. I like some Staubach and some. Uh, yeah, it's just it's Emmett. it's uh, like even Shreveport. They you, you go up there on a Sunday. Jason's dad, but even though like Terry Bradshaw was from Shreveport, right? You know, yeah, that was a right. big rival. Natchitoches. Oh, was he? Well, he went to school at Natchitoches, Bradshaw. No, he was he he was born. Louisiana Tech, right? Natchitoches. I went to Louisiana Tech for a couple of days. You yeah. stole some alligators. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, tell him about when Jason got busted. His collegiate career was over when the feds busted in. He had stolen all these albino alligator baby they weren't alligator. albino. They were just normal. Oh, they were, I thought they were albino. I always have to. I always have to elaborate. I wish <laughs> <laughs> that makes better boots. Um, but you sold them, and he had all these baby alligators living in these baby pools in his rent house in his dorm, <laughs> just as pets. Yeah, I mean, I met this. I went to this lame frat party, but the one thing I got out of it, it was in the middle of nowhere. And the dude's like, I worked at an alligator farm, like right around the corner. I was like, where is the alligator farm? Could you just take this <laughs> pen and write this on this napkin? And he so he wrote me a little map to the alligator farm from this party. <laughs> and I, I, I rolled out my bitchin' Camaro and went straight over to the alligator farm and broke in. And, and I, got a, I got a lot of them. I got 17 of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but I got like 16 kind of small baby ones. And then I'm like, man, I need, I need like a, I mean, there was a lot. You need an enforcer. There was some like, oh shit, I'm about to die from gigantic alligators. And then I kept going to the, the next room that would have smaller ones and smaller. Mm -hmm. Finally, I was just like, okay, I went to the end of the hall, got 16 little ones. And I'm like, man, I got to grab a big one too. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the crack wore off. <laughs> no, I said just smoke more. And then on the way home, I saw this open garage door. I'm like, ba baby swimming pool, done. 
habitat <laughs> and, uh, for humanity. We like the larceny. <laughs> well, wait a minute. There's so many alligators in the state. Why do they need to farm them? Which well, I was back in the '80s when they, we had a problem it for was, tourist food and. For French Quarter restaurants. Well, the, the, the farmed alligators, you know, our, our former guest and the guy we were just talking about, David Turgeon, used to go hunt alligators. Uh, yeah. he, he would get the tags and then go hunt them down in the swamps in Lafitte, where he lives. But he says now it's not worth doing because of all the alligator farms and, and the... Yeah, the alligators, they've become rat. We used to go water skiing in the basin. We grew up around Lafayette, right. out, out in Henderson and... St. Martin Parish, you go water skiing. Like, there's gators everywhere. It's like in the '80s, they were few and far between. Yeah, because they, they were—they almost—they went in danger. It's typical of everything that they in this world. They've oversaved things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these things do breed. I mean, they and alligators they're, they're have too many rights. Predators. <laughs> All right, so you have 17 baby gators. What the hell happens? And you quit college. <laughs> So basically, no, you quit I college. Quit. I, I was still in college, but okay. like I had these. I, I, I set up the little baby swimming pool in my living room. Had the alligators. Everything was going great. And <laughs> I had, like, frat boy neighbors. Next, like, it was like a duplex. And I knew if those assholes ever saw the baby gators. Had, those gators, it, it was over, right? And they, they saw it. But it, it was months of, like, you know. Feeding alligators. What was your end game on the gators? Yeah, yeah. Well, where where'd you see this going? <laughs> well, I did let a few out in like these like uh, city ponds and stuff. <laughs> so it was like one Swimming of those chaos. Pools. You're just trying to sow yeah, chaos. Like I would <laughs> golf courses. I never would see the what would ever happen to that, but I knew something good would happen if I <laughs> let some loose in the local ponds. And then I just loved. I uh, liked alligators. Okay. They're my homies. Right on. Well, you know, I so was. This started about a lifetime of therapy after this? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it probably should have been before. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that too, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Jason's dear mother, Judy Burns, and such a sweet, sweet lady, did so much. She tried so hard. Mama tried right <laughs> yeah. here. Mama tried. Mama tried right here. No. And she tells a story. She was on a flight out of Shreveport. And she's sitting in first class. She's going to, uh, you know, up to Chicago or something, New York or something. And she opens up the paper. She's got her little white wine. And she opens up her paper. And of course, the, the story, head story in the Shreveport paper is local Minden boy busted by feds for alligator thieving. <laughs> and she goes, oh, my God, Minden boy, I bet you I know who that is. <laughs> and the next thing out of her mouth was, stop this plane. <laughs> there was no way I was calling them. From jail, going like, uh, uh, come pick me up. I stole. I'm like, I'll just hang out in jail. It can't be that bad. It's fucking alligators. Got you caught know? with some hot alligators. Well, you know, one of my favorite stories. I was thinking about you today, and and because we were talking about you last night, I didn't know you were going to be here. But uh, when you, at one time you were playing with uh, Hank Three, right? You were the bass player in Hank Three's <laughs> band, and <laughs> and I guess Hank Three is is. Uh, is Kind of one of his low points. He's Jason the, will pop a motherfucker. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was talking some shit. He was not not feeling at his on his best uh, that day and talking some shit. And I guess you'd heard enough, huh? You went over and knocked him, knocked well, him no, to the ground. No, he, he tried to leave me in Austin because I I just destroyed the bar. I mean, I kind of deserved it. 
But yeah, he lo- he he just locked mm. himself in the back and wouldn't, and I couldn't open that fucking Star Trek door in the back of a bus. And you're trying <laughs> to things wo- are impossible. Yeah, yeah then I, then then I did the, like my hand was bleeding from like trying to bash that door, and then I got out of the bus. Everybody's like, "Dude, you got to bail, man. Fuck it, it's done." And I was just stuck in us. So I, I did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit where I ran beside the fucking bus and. <laughs> It's like rubbing my blood on the side of it. <laughs> well, the way I tell the story, you're on stage and you put your bass down and you go well, you and did. you punch him in the face. There's a story where he popped him on the, in a Continental uh, Club one night. Okay, well, so that's the story I heard. I, 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 I like that guy. He's yeah, yeah, no. Guy, <laughs> yeah, he's a good no, guy. No, we, yeah. we, we love Hank. You know, it's like everybody's had their moments, you know. It's uh, anyway. I have a, I can take Old Jason out didn't project. do it. He had, a, he had a he had his uh, at that time too. He had his karate coach drug dealer on the <laughs> <laughs> guitar wow, tech like, like Elvis, like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I had a barrier there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, old Hank. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Well, so the, this I mean, it's the highest thing you can uh, really uh, accomplish if you grew up in Minden is to play for one of the Hank Williams people. <laughs> the, <laughs> the people. <laughs> hey, I, is there? There's a Hank Four now. Really? Yeah, yeah. But is he's not? Is he playing age? No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I think he's doing. I tell you what, Hank's sister Hillary is a fine Southern lady and a wonderful person. That, I always that, liked her. Her sister is a wonderful, wonderful. So. I like them all. I still like him. I mean, and F- Joe Fazio is the drummer. The Joe Fazio from okay, who played with all the System yeah. of the Down stuff. Right, I mean, right. uh, Down with Pepper and all those guys. Uh, right, right, right. Super Joint Ritual. Yeah, oh, okay. right, right, yeah. And Hank played not too. You know, with Phil and I think uh, Hank just played here in the last few months, and people no were raving way. about the show. Yeah, yeah, they did a show. He's that back playing again. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even shows. hear anything about it, but I saw something somebody posted after the fact, and they were saying, "Yeah, I went to the show. It was fucking." Great, yeah. Somewhere, some little club here in New Orleans. When a dude steals your bass player, you want to not like him. Yeah, you want to go harder than Derek Houston on somebody. No, that guy's <laughs> but, but, but I went to go see all shit. shows and Jason B. Play was so cool. I was like, you got yeah, it. Yeah. It was a cool. He was great at what he does. That dude's no joke. So good because people were calling me about three months ago looking for him, going like, we haven't <laughs> seen him in years, and what is he okay? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. Okay. So well, how old is like Hank Williams? Four. How old is he? He's he's three's kid. So I think I think he must be like he's probably almost twenty. Oh, okay. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. Late teens. Time so. flies. That's man. about the age you make uh, your best records. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And that After shit that, came natural for those guys. Just sound like grandpa, great grandpa, and all that. I mean, that's some DNA. That's yeah. some DNA. It's right. Like un. It's like being a Neville. He's just like, dur, 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 dur. like that's yeah, what he sounds like. Just comes Although out he like wants that. to sound like Slayer. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> that shit comes natural. It's crazy. So I imagine his kid's pretty damn good. Right, right. Well, so uh, tell us a little bit Maybe about your... I got your... a gig with him. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Get the next oh. generation. <laughs> hey, boy. <laughs> I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> So, I don't uh, think your grandpappy did it this way. <laughs> so, so uh, blast cult uh, is is uh, you're making uh, uh, electric basses, you're making acoustic basses as well. 
I, I, man, I mostly do. I, I do a lot. I, uh, double basses is my shit. Okay. Upright bass. Right. But I do a lot of electric and electric guitars too. Well, I saw like uh, uh, Jesse Dayton's playing one of your guitars, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the first guitar I ever built. Oh, really? A king. I, I, I built a hollow body, and it actually turned out pretty good, which is just luck. Yeah. <laughs> for your first guitar, because I've been building double basses, but hollow body guitars you got to build molds and all these tools to make them mm, okay. not like like if you're banking a telly you just hack out a little slab of wood right right right, right. but with the hollow body you gotta there's a lot to it and i took that shit on and it worked out good and i, I still i love that guitar too he i he thinks I gave it to him, but it's just on loan. Oh, okay. <laughs> last 20 years. But Jason makes me pay for mine. Uh, 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 right, right. I guess, yeah. I guess I don't suck a dick like yeah. Jesse Dayton. Okay, well, <laughs> back, I back did, How many theme. guitars have I given you? Yeah. Now, now well, I've given you. Let's think of the other things you've given me. Uh, <laughs> clap. Chlamydia. <Herpes>. Yeah, herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Gonocephal herpalades. Yeah. <laughs> now, Cece was saying that you've come up with some kind of uh, innovation in the, the construction of, of the bases recently. Pickups. Oh, the pickups. Yeah, well, kind of both. I got I got just got this um, provisional patent for the the process to manufacture. Oh, the provisional patent. Yeah, you know, this is business terms, motherfucker. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, Go on. Alligator stealing, provisional yeah. patents. <laughs> so it's like a, uh, yeah, talk to my credentials, motherfuckers. <laughs> Ryan Dunmire. Yeah, Rustin, Louisiana. Thank you. Uh, federal offense. Yeah, so. copyright Jason Burns, 1924. <laughs> Men in federal lockup, right? <laughs> My mama reads the papers. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in first class, too. Yeah. Uh, I know that might, that yeah. might have been a bit of elaboration. Uh, I thought, man, Bird's got some dough back there. <laughs> that, that flight from fucking Shreveport to Dallas ain't that fucking long. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. The bolts we're, flew we're, off that door. This, uh, for the, the people are going to We're doing this Sonny Bono style. Pro bono. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. No, he's got these great pickups. So the pickups. Uh, oh, so the, okay, so the pickup. Provisional patent. That sounds like no, that's, that's not on the pickup. But that sounds pickup. like cultural appropriation. So you keep, totally, yeah. You're keeping just, somebody. Uh, it's keeping like it for myself. It's like colonial. Keeping <laughs> other people's <laughs> identities for myself. All right, let's go. Yeah, so the, I don't know. It's a new double bass pickup. Sounds pretty damn good. All right. I've been. That's how I started the company, though. Even King, like King... I wasn't building double bass. He knows how to pick pickups. up a bitch. And um, so I would just wire up funky ass Radio Shack electronics because <laughs> nobody made a pickup that sounded worth it. Radio Shack. Right, right. Yeah, they all. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. So Underwater. Like, the word yeah, he's yeah. just like we I, we carry the and this motherfucker is like my <laughs> guinea pig right here. Yeah. I mean, like I, record deals hinged on the fucking dude, sound for of years. Shit. For literally, we had an like, upright bass. Bring the double bass to show big stage. It was a toothpick factory. Two eight ten cabinets, and it would just be like. <laughs> and Rolling Stones in the front row, and your record company, and Jason just yeah, stinking just like, it up. Uh, and of course, he's got at that then point. Then it was anger, and then smash had, it. He fucking. had about a two-song anger threshold, and then he would smash the bass, and then a shard back, went yeah. into a girl's eye. It cost me so much. We well, had to pay a lawsuit uh, at South by Southwest on our 
last record release, which was 20 years ago. We've <laughs> their last record. <laughs> I know we've 20 years. we've been a, we've been a band for 30 years and had 52 shows. Um, <laughs> okay, but well. anyway. He Ashard at that record release party. You, you, he windmilled his bass because it was feeding back so bad. And Ashard went in this little. She looked like Darla from Scooby Doo, little frumpy girl with glasses. Right, right, and, right. And Daria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she went and went in her. It went in her eye, and it cost me. I think it was four thousand dollars. Oh, I even heard. I did, good. I didn't even hear about that, man. So he's keep. He's keep. He's charging. You're right. fucking insulating yeah. me from the. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All the, the problems. The I like that. My life your, is way cushier that way. I learned from your mom how to <laughs> enable you. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So everybody, check out uh, the. I'm, I think I might have to get a set of those pickups, man. You got to make him a yeah. bass, man. He needs his well, bass is threadbare. I, I have a nice carved bass. Uh, that, that <laughs> what do you got? Well, I have like a you know like a. I don't know. It's like a German carved um, acoustic bass. I'm talking. Oh about. yeah, but, uh, yeah. As a Jewish guy, it's weird you play a German bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Should have at least gone like French. Yeah. Way, way before all the troubles, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Music has no borders. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tired, and I'm already. I'm just sitting here listening to. Oh, well, we don't I need detractors my, here you know, on the podcast. Listening to my computer. Well, if you're so tired, go give us another round of cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. There you go. It's just, it's just a question. All right. How many times does Steve not hire you for voodoo? <laughs> Every time. Every <laughs> but you got hired for Essence a I couple actually, of times. I think the first show I ever did was Final Four. I need something. And they and Okay. So fuck you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I paid you a number of times. Uh, I, I did actually play uh, Voodoo Fest one time with uh, when 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 they had the uh, the preservation. They had the Jewish camps. concert. And at we Voodoo were Fest. we we uh, we, uh, we 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 played there. Thank so you you're Jaffe. a bit. I didn't know Thank you. Were, besides of ex player and owner Chicky Wawa, you've also well, a, a big fun. music promoter too. He brings now, Voodoo roll. Fest is over, right? And they come It'll in, be back this year. It will be back. Oh, okay. Well, you heard it here first. That's nice. big news. Oh, nice. it is, uh, yeah, that is actually All right. That's actually the here. first time. Scoop on the you Trouble heard Man that podcast. first. Yeah, here. You're going up to 400 I mean, listeners. Taylor Swift's <laughs> headlining. <laughs> you, wow. Actually, she is playing New Orleans that weekend. Swift or Swift. Okay. All right. Well, she's a big economic impact, apparently. Do you only hire football people I to mean, play your shows? Especially if you're a tight end in Kansas City. There you go, exactly. Big economic impact for that guy. Yeah. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So who wins the Super Bowl this year? I I, I could care less. Me, I thought, me too. I think... I think the Saints are going to be up SNL last I'm week... for the Saints. SNL last week had a really good sketch about the Super Bowl where nobody cares about the Super Bowl. We're more interested in the championship games. AFC, right. NFC game. Those are more interesting because... The, the last real football games. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the, the Super Bowl is basically it's corporate... $8,000 a ticket to sit in the nosebleed section. $8,000 a ticket to sit in the last row. for game day. They're free. Well, yeah. If they, if those guys <laughs> if can't you buy if, them on Thursday, yeah. If Siki can't get rid of them, day, it's yeah, great. yeah, you can get them for like fifty bucks game day. You know, I kind of felt like you know the Detroit Lions were. I like two thousand nine Saints. Right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Out of nowhere, so they, they would have been a good story. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. Well, I think the whole country was pulling. Well, for growing up a Raiders fan, I hate the Chiefs and I hate the Niners. So, well, every, you're a Raiders fan. Oh yeah, since me too. Nineteen seventy. <laughs> Jack Tatum. 
Jack Nobody Tatum, George better. Atkinson. I met George Atkinson. Those bros hit hard. And I met I met Lynn Swan. I let a lot I of met, stick them, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. They, they, they had a lot of stick them. Like, you know, yeah. Well, I love Atkinson's uh, reason for jumping Lynn Swan that one play. He said, "Well, I said he said, well here it is. I jumped him when he clocked him across the head in the midfield. He says I just said here it is. And I met Lynn Swan in high school. He came to speak at my PE class because he's an ex USC Trojan and I grew up in Los Angeles. He came to speak." And he goes, Any qu-? the last question was for me. And I said, I'm a big George Atkinson fan. How do you feel about <laughs> And he had nothing to say. He just walked away. Yeah. He walked away like a <laughs> pussy that he was. Football people in general think like Len Swan was kind of a pussy. Oh, yeah. He's and the then, biggest he pussy. He a couple great catches, right? Yeah, in but his career. No Paul Warfield. No. <laughs> he wasn't no Fred Berlitnikoff. He wasn't well, no Jerry Rice. Had some stick him, but, you know. Yeah, well, and exactly. He also the Raiders, right? So, well, cheating's cheating's encouraged as a Raider. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely encouraged. God bless John Madden. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, after the show, I want to talk to you some more. Okay. Okay. Got some some off air. Ray got some football stories. I mean, oh, besides yeah. having Metallica play his birthday party. <laughs> he, 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 He's got some crazy football stories. Do you have any alligator stories? Actually, my first alligator I got at the Saturn bar. Oh, okay. It's a good story. True story. I grew up on St. Claude. My dad was a day drinker and gave me an alligator as a kid. And cried my eyes out when I lost him in the backyard. Oh. Always wondered... Was that the alligator in Bayou St. John that was eating every dog? <laughs> and to, to this day, I think it's yes. It, what it was, was the name of your gator? Did you name it? I didn't. It oh. was like, you know, I had him for like two days. Oh, okay. It started oh. raining. I was like but, six years old. Oh, okay. man. Like, then the alligator was gone. Oh, he brought him home from Marquis I mean, or now that I'm thinking about it, Jason probably stole it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we solved the problem. We solved okay. the mystery. It goes round, right? Yeah, it goes. Right, right, Jason right. stole the God works in mysterious ways. Yeah, it's all going to yeah. come out on the Troubled Men podcast. <laughs> so here's the question. Okay. You guys have been doing this podcast for 267 episodes. All from Snake and Jake, right? No, no, no. Some from uh, the ring room at the NOAC and then some. So it won't be that difficult to move it to Chickiwawa. Uh No. I mean, so next look week, at him making him. He's always making a play. He's a defensive end. Tuesday, yeah, exactly. next Tuesday, Chicky Easy. Well, next Tuesday is Mardi Gras Day. I don't well, think that's well, going to happen. Actually, uh, it'll um, be the best one. Actually, <laughs> actually, next Wednesday we'll have the best is ever. Uh, Ash Wednesday is the 30th anniversary of Dave owning Snake and Jake. So I think that's our next uh, our okay. next episode. Well, uh, I, 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 about the week after the. I, I I can sweeten I I can sweeten the pot. I can sweeten the pot. I can sweeten the pot. If y'all. If y'all if y'all can do it at Chicky Wawa one day, on inaugural Chicky Wawa podcast day, I'll bring them strawberry uh, pimps, those those dyke okay, pimps, okay. and those girls from the Canal Street. I'll get a couple of those girls. <laughs> okay, we'll get some flashlights in the air. All right, we're gonna have and a have a real uh, real light we'll show. Really light it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be spotlights. Nice, nice. S- spotlight okay. dance. Well, uh, Manny, this seems like a podcast, huh? It does. I mean, this seems like we could. Have a Keep part two or part three? Absolutely, and stuff like yeah, that. yeah. We got, yeah. A, got There's a, a Podna cast. A lot of yeah. Podna, Podna cast. cast. I like Podna. Podna cast. Oh, welcome no, I think back. We have man. a title for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you feeling all right? Hey, you need to go put some MERS in your hey, hair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, I think, uh, thank you, Cece. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, gentlemen, for what you're doing. Yeah, uh, and uh, we have a podcast, and the Troubled Nation knows the drill. Uh, what is it, Mary? <laughs> what is it, <laughs> Renee? Mary. <laughs> yeah, I, I called him my wife's name. <laughs> See, so, again, our original thing here. It comes yeah. back to it. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, well, it is uh, Mardi Gras season, uh, uh, right? Hey, all fair and that's all good, right? Yeah. As always in the Trouble Podcast, we like to say, trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. Stop good night. Word, but. Good night. I remember... A long time ago Records sent me reeling Falling in and out of love Music it kept interfering When we were young We'd set the world on fire Change everyone's opinion Now the world's made me alive From a hero to the villain But I ran down every dream I swear I had the best intention I ran down every dream Some good, some bad, some we shall not ever mention Ever mention, ever mention again And I recall when time stood still Now the clock is ticking I've seen so many dreams disappear Forgotten like rhymes that I've written But that's my life Hey, how about you? You find yourself forgiven When I wake up With a brand new tune That's how I know I'm still living And I ran down every dream I swear I had the best intention Remember